Glad to be in the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's go. We have a few announcements we're going to make before we get started in this service. The 17th, this is a Ladies United Fellowship, and Sister Candy Goforth is speaking at that, so that's awesome. Uh, that's going to be at Bratcher's Nursery, and the sign-up sheet is in the foyer, and today is the last day to get signed up for that. So ladies, you do not want to miss that. And then the 21st is the Journey Group at the Family Life Center from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and the sign-up sheet for that is also in the foyer, just a little hangout or get-together at the Family Life Center for the journey group and then the 29th is the monthly mission pledge deadline so make sure to get that turned in before then or on that day and then youth strawberry fundraiser it is officially underway it's kicked off it started this past wednesday night and so that's that's awesome students get to sell in i'm sure some of the fine people in here would love some strawberries, you know, just just by raise of hands. I'm not I'm not asking you to complete the obligation, but just by raise of hands, who likes some chocolate strawberries? Students, look around. You students, let's look around. I mean, there's hands up right now. They 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 want the strawberries, so y'all just gotta go. Y'all just gotta go sell them. And so no, but that's always a great fundraiser. And we got a lot of youth events coming up this year, so we're really gonna be trying to push that. And then. Man, who's just happy to be in the house of the Lord? Yes? If, if you are happy to be in the house of the Lord, stand with us, please. I was, I was recently listening to a sermon from Brother A.J. Holloway, and he was talking about God being a constant God. You know, and the, the, the thing with things that are constant is they're forgettable because they're not changing. And so God constantly is in rhythm, in beat, to his own drum and he's constant never changing and so the hard part for us sometimes is we understand that he's constant and he's changing and so we can become a little desensitized to how great our God truly is but on the inverse of that we have a constant God that's never changing and so anytime we need to run to our God we know exactly where he's at we know exactly what step he's in and we know exactly what he's capable of doing And a little bit of scriptural backing of this is Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you have some sort of ailment, if you have some sort of problem, or if you have just some sort of need that you want to take to the Lord, He's constant. He's never changing, and He's not going to change today. He's not going to change tomorrow, and He's not going to change for the future. Let's worship today, okay, church?
in victory. Everything changes when we call on that name. Jesus, Jesus. Lord, we pray the name we leave. And Lord, we pray your will.
into a situation. All doubt has to flee. Every mountain in your way has to move. Jesus, Jesus, let your kingdom come. Everything changes. Everything changes in your kingdom. to the Lord this morning. Let's worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the one that is soon to return and call his church up the face of this earth. Let's worship him. Praise God. seated praise God well nobody's standing that's a beautiful report (laughs) my what an awesome life this is to know him and to know who he is and to know who he is about to take off of the face of this earth. The church, praise God. We want to go to the Lord this morning in prayer for several people. Sister Renee Flowers, the district superintendent's wife, going through a trial and we certainly want to hold her up and Manuel Martinez our sweet brother he fell and broke a rib and broke his collarbone and has a collapsed lung in the hospital we want to we want to hold brother Martinez up and remember sister Sandy too want to remember Amy Thompson Drew McNeil Bryce May, Dickie Irwin, Mildred Maxwell, Alex Stevens, Lois Wings, Jonathan Crawford, Rex Foster, Brother Bob Bolton, good to see him here this morning. (laughs) Sister Billy Bolton, Brother and Sister Tornado, George and Mildred Pratt, Nilsen and Missy Miller, Chaplain Steele Goods, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow, and Brother and Sister Proctor. We certainly want to hold these people up. 
We want to thank God for the anointing of his presence during the time that we have gone through and we're coming out of the pandemic. I want to thank God for bringing the church out and that we are all here this morning well and full of the Holy Ghost. I'm so thankful for that this morning, that God's word is true. Praise God. Remember Tracy Bounds and Alice Arnold. Praise God. Saturday evening prayer meeting. We have it right here in the auditorium. And we had such a wonderful turnout last night. Uh, we were blessed with uh, some people that we hadn't seen in a long time. Harrison and Doris Dollins they were here such a blessing and they blessed all of us and we all reminisced and this just a great meeting but I'm doing my best and only by the help and the will of God I am starting a chapter by chapter verse by verse in quite a bit of depth of the book of Revelation Last evening, we started in the seven churches of Asia Minor. And when you think of a church, somebody asks you where you attend church, you saw the United Pentecostal Church over there on the loop, that big building over there. See, that's not the way it was during the first church. It was the people. And that is the church, is the people. And we are going in depth to study the seven churches of Asia Minor. And if you take on the day of Pentecost when the church was actually formed and when it came into existence in the book of Acts, if you consider what happened on that day, it didn't say nothing about the UPC, the Baptists, the Methodist. What it talked about was a group of people. And that is what the seven churches talks about, is the people. And then it goes into detail of how different people, they split away from the original church. It would do you good to read about those seven churches. But it comes down to the last church, the last age that we're living in. And it describes all the churches that are on the face of the earth right now. But it comes down to the point where at the last scripture, a verse of chapter 3, and the first thing you read in chapter 4, John says, after this, I heard a voice. And I looked up in the window, a door. That door was already open. And it says, come up here, and I'll show you the things that's going to take place. My friend, the end of chapter 3, 
and the first verse of chapter 4, the rapture of the church takes place. And I want to tell you this morning that we are standing on the very edge of time. We're not in the last hours. We are in the last seconds just before Jesus Christ returns in the clouds of glory is going to call his church out of here. As we all stand, let's thank the Lord. Let's thank the Lord for his promises this morning. If you have a need in your body, if you have a need of any kind, if you'll come forward, the ministers will anoint you with oil and pray a prayer of faith over you.
I need Jesus. A, a profound word, right? I need Jesus. Although it's not profound, it's something that I myself struggle with. And I come with more energy this time with the same word of a constant God. Because I didn't feel I did it justice the first time and it's still on my heart. So, And I don't come bringing energy to try and get the crowd to shout when I'm up here talking. That's the last thing that I care about when I'm up here. But I come bringing energy more so this time than the first because I'm inspired. This constant changing God that I'm talking about, I made it sound so small the first time, and I'm I'm sorry, Jesus. This constant unchanging God is the same God that allows me to be up here when I'm dirtying my own hands up. It's the same God that allows me the opportunities that I don't deserve at all. But when He shed that blood, oh my goodness, that sweet blood that He shed on Calvary, it wasn't as an act. It wasn't just a show that God was putting on for the world, but He was saying, I love you so much, my sons and daughters. And I'm not going to change. I've changed the formula so that you can have this power anytime you want. But I'm never going to change on you. You see, I'm always going to be here taking steps, growing. And whether you choose to walk beside me is one thing. But I'm still going to be here. And so this boy, me comes to you today as someone that's dirty comes to you today that has more problems at the age of 21 that he's caused himself than I'm sure a lot of you have or at least it feels that way you know the enemy likes to tell us that but I hear, I'm here with energy and I'm here with inspiration to say the God that I serve is unchanging. The God that no matter how many mistakes that I make, He's still there to pick me back up again. The God that says, I understand you're going through hell right now, but if you're going to give me a little something, I'm going to give you a whole lot. God, thank you, Jesus. And I need my brothers and sisters in Christ to achieve where I need to go. Hence why I prayed for the Jackson family. Because you see, whenever I pray for people, guess what? They're praying for me too. That's why I prayed for Brother Jeff Jones. And I told him, I need you, Brother Jeff. Because without your ministry, I'm nothing. And without each other, we are nothing. A threefold cord, that's one that's not easily broken. So I come with a little more energy this time because I love my God, my unchanging, my unwavering, my constant God that supplied me with everything that I need. 
Let's just take a moment for prayer, just a few 30 seconds. place that I hold in a certain higher element it is just a building but it's also a home it's a comfort place and I'm very grateful throughout the many years and I'm sure pastor is extremely grateful as well for the constant funding the constant giving you know the constant no matter even if it's just not money if it's just sacrifice if it's just volunteering if it's just leading a division so grateful for that and I'm so grateful for a second home I'm so grateful for a second family that's basically it's not even a second family it's it is my family it's not there's no second about it so at this time if we could have the ushers come to take our tithe and offering Jesus thank you God my savior my master my alpha and the omega thank you so much Jesus for this life this community, for this nation, for this world, God. Jesus, I pray that you would bless each and every one of the people that are able to give and those that even aren't able to give, Jesus. Lord, bless each and every one of us spiritually, financially, physically, emotionally, and mentally. In Jesus' name, your great name, Jesus.
God bless you as you're seated. Great to see and be with each one of you. There is a consistent integration that occurs within a getting together. And I, I marvel at so many people that hang on to one word as if it's the fin- finale. And the Bible said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And then he puts quotation marks around it, exclamation part. And he said, even the more get together. And I am seeing the Jesus name people wanting less church services and less prayer before church and less time for having prayer after the Word of God goes forth. So, ladies and gentlemen, he said it's high time for us to awaken to our opportunity, to our destiny, and to our strengths. It is no time for us just to go to church to go to church. You can name the name of Christ, and the Bible said when you do that, depart from sin. Sin is anything. It's doubt, it's fear, and it separates you from the joy and the righteousness and the peace of the Holy Ghost. We are not playing games at the United Pentecostal Church of Paris, Texas. We are here to bring the blood of cleansing, the name that has authority to run every demon out of our flesh and to glorify the name of God with holiness and righteousness that is more than just a dress. It happens in your voice. It happens in your attitude. It happens in the way you live. I'm telling you, it's time for us to rejoice in the Lord because the day is day. It now is the day of salvation. Right now, we've got a chance to stand to our feet and magnify him for the next three minutes with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice in it and be glad that he is alive in my world, in my heart, in my hands, in my feet, in my future. I praise your name today. Hallelujah. Let's don't give it a short praise. Let's give it with all of our heart for the next couple of minutes. God, I praise you for life. I praise you for a house. I praise you for this. It is high time for us to praise the Lord. Somebody may want to dance. Somebody may want to just clap your hands. The Lord's got angels monitoring this house today, and they are going to deliver those that observe him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you as you smile at somebody on your way down. I would like to remind you that Brother Jerry Newberry is going to be speaking Wednesday night. Uh, My wife, uh, uh, her uncle, has been trying to get us to be at their place uh, for a long time, and we finally decided this was the only week we could go. So be sure and... uh, take advantage of that he is one of our men that love everybody and cares about the welfare of this city and brother jerry we applaud your faith and your dedication to the things of god all right let's move into life that matters 
I would like for us, and I don't think there's a chance for me to finish this lesson, so we'll just stop somewhere in the middle of it. But in the, men, in the meantime, I want to tell you how grateful I am to have the opportunity to truly bring peace and righteousness and joy. I'm not here to please people. I am here to bring righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost to every person. I was one of those that was afar off. But somewhere, even though I was raised in the church, I was not a part of the church. Oh, Dad made sure I did the stuff that the church does. <laughs> he had a way of making that happen. But it wasn't in my heart. You can do church things and mend in or blend in as a chameleon with what you're sitting on or what you're doing. But when you can be a chameleon out yonder and do the things that the world does, despise and do this and that and the other, that is a chameleon. It changes colors with where it lands for the time. I don't want to be a chameleon. I want to be a light at the house of God, but I don't want to be less light out there. So the two laws of the spirit is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself that's holiness you can't get to be any more holy than that he said upon these two laws hang all the law and the prophets so ladies and gentlemen we come today together to become a unified people in a city so we know the target and the power structure to destroy the enemy. When you look in the mirror, just remember the scripture. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. I don't care if it was yesterday you talked in tongues. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. So he said, if you don't crucify the flesh every morning, you are subject to become a chameleon and get discouraged because this, that, and the other. Jail cells didn't bother the guy that wrote most of that New Testament. Bad breath didn't mess up his ability to communicate with the source of life. So today, I agree, this is God's world, and it is in a mess. But it's his world. If he don't like it, if he don't like you, I mean, he knows how to get rid of you. Just because <clears throat> the next breath you breathe belongs to him. And he said, if you don't honor me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, forget walking streets of gold and living in the new Jerusalem. It don't get any clearer and it don't get any more pure than straight out of that book. That's the foundation of everything we do, become, and act on. God had a mess in 12 people that he chose. Two of them really were goofy. Judas goofed up totally. Simon almost did. The picture of two people that walked in the middle of the greatest church in the world and Two of them fouled out totally. 
with total perfected teaching and miracles regularly. So don't try to join up a local group and think because you do a few things they do, you're going to walk streets of gold and rule and reign with him in the new empire. Ladies and gentlemen, it's high time for us to look up and quit looking around and looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, put up with whatever's going on down here, and anybody that wants to walk in the light, we ought to have information to inform them. Thus, he said, from whence comes wars and fightings among you? They are because of your own lust. I want it my way. That's the pride of life. That's the damaging thing that Satan or Lucifer did to lose his spot. Ladies and gentlemen, it's no time for us to get so proud of ourselves uh, that we can fuss and fight and destroy the people around us. Would you stand up, sir? Do you know his main trainer? Lance Armstrong's grandfather. Anybody ever heard of Lance Armstrong? The guy that goofed up? I tell this man right here fairly regularly. I look at him and I say, look, I don't know what Pastor Raymond Armstrong put in you and your brothers and your family. But I know one thing. He taught you some things about God that a lot of people need to learn. Now, is that what I tell you pretty much? Thank you for standing. And thank you for being part of my world. I mean, you can hit him hard. But ladies and gentlemen, it's no time for us to play games with this thing called the mighty God in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Uh, Ron Mullins, the district superintendent of California, a friend of mine, he says, he has a way of saying it. He said, you cannot dress yourself into holiness, but you can dress yourself out of it. It's one of the great, I'm trying to get a time when he can come and minister to us in the not-too-distant future before he gets old. He's already older than me. Somebody said, I want the straight and the narrow. Straight is the way that leads to life everlasting. Turn neither to the right nor the left, but looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so God is on our side, and your life matters most to God, the Father of life. And we're going to rush through part of this because most of you know it, but I want you to recite it in the evening and the morning were the fifth day. God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle, creeping things, beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. God, somebody say God. Say, he is so. He never changes. Now, he did change. He became sin who knew no sin through the, to the, through the body called Jesus Christ. So what we know is that he don't change what his knowledge and wisdom is, but he changed. He's the lily of the valley, 
He's the bright and morning star. He is the rose of Sharon. He's the coming king. He is the Messiah of all. Ladies and gentlemen, when you name the name of Jesus, you include that. And we dare not blaspheme the name of Jesus by saying we trust and believe in him and then violate his law of the spirit. It is high time for us to get our knees on the altar every morning and every evening crucifying the flesh and say, look, you're not dominating my mind. You're not dominating my future. You're not dominating my spirit. You're not going to corrupt my spirit. I am in Christ Jesus, a new creation. All things are made new and all things are all all, all important and I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to shout about the right stuff. He is my Lord. He is my God. He is my King. He's my Messiah. He's my coming future and I can shout because I am in Christ Jesus. Uh, I'm not in a local assembly. I'm in Christ Jesus. Uh, I go to a local assembly so somebody can keep preaching me into alignment with the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the glory of the Lamb slain. I am here today to shout because I know he's looking and he's got angels assigned and if you can't shout, there's something going on that you can't shout about because he, well, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Free from what? The law of sin and death. I can shout when I want to honor my Lord. I can shout and dance when I want to honor my king. I can come before his presence with thanksgiving and glory and say, my God, you are my God. And you no devil is going to be able to conquer my mind or my heart or my soul. I am in you. I wish some of you men would stand up and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. I want the angels to go through this city this week and mean to bring about the fruit of the revival that God has got in store. Hallelujah. So God said, let us. How many of you have understood the us part? Because that's where a lot of carnal minds get goofed up God has one heaven one earth one name and one spirit that's the oneness message anybody that walks out of truth is out of oneness they can claim oneness but one with him is aligning themselves and you know I've preached it three times this past year alone When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Oh, my God. Honey, what's wrong with you today? Oh, so-and-so on the job got my peace. Oh, no, we don't use the word peace there. We just said he touched me. He lied to me. He cheated me. What did we all do to God? to him. We said we wanted to go to heaven but weren't willing to pay the price. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, the rapture is about to take place. We cannot afford to miss a loop on the on the ring of God is reaching around and saying, come, hang on, hang on. Get your hand in the Word. Get your heart in the Word. Get your head in the Word. Get your mind in the Spirit. Let your, your feet go where the Word is teaching you. And I'm telling you that we have adopted so many things and people... 
you're not in rhythm with God. Oh, I'll tell you what, I want so bad to dress like the world. Go ahead. It's your choice. Ladies and gentlemen, he said, offer to him the sacrifice of praise. Sometimes you don't feel like it. You don't wait till you feel like it. You, 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 you worship him because of your next breath, your last breath. You worship him because he has offered you a heaven. He has offered you a Holy Spirit. He has offered you a truth that's going to make you free from the law of sin and death. You say, Pastor, you've never preached this hard. You've never been this close to hell. You've never been this close to the damaging powers of sin and sickness. I'm here to tell you it's high time but Paul said that we awaken to our opportunity and we awaken to the demons that are trying to destroy our children and our our city and our country. Ladies and gentlemen, there's somebody going to take a stand in this day and say, look, we are the living God. We live in Christ Jesus. He is our Lord. He is our bloodline. He is our authority. He is our freedom. He is our wisdom. He is our joy. He is our peace. There's none like him I'm telling you it's going to pay rich dividends to serve him I wish some of you men would stand up and applaud God with me hallelujah to the lamb hallelujah to the word hallelujah to the glory Hallelujah to the body of Christ. Hallelujah to the coming Messiah. Hallelujah to the freedom in the spirit. Oh, glory. Well, you can tell I've already gotten a little excited about what I'm preaching about. Somebody say, let us make man. Who in the world was he talking about? Let us. That's where the carnal mind gets goofed up. There are seven spirits of God. But of course, <laughs> say you are complete in Him. How many of you do understand your body, soul, and spirit? There's three parts to every one of us. But that's still Sherman Whitby. We can feel your spirit, and we can feel your presence. We know who you are. And you're still the one that's saying. And she, the redhead, loves the fire out of you. It's just the way it is. Your body, soul, and spirit. There's three parts to you. And if those three parts do not contract, make a contract with God, then you can have one-third of him and say, well, I'm a Christian. But that don't make you powerful. You have to have all. Body, soul, and spirit. All of them have to be clean. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's four. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. The strength is the production you produce as a result of the kingdom life. That's our strength. The joy of that is that there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper. Let them lie about you. They lied about the Messiah. 
He didn't quit loving them. He didn't create all kind of hell around the territory because of it. He just kept bringing light, peace, and joy. But the carnal mind, when it don't get its way, it spews all kind of stuff. Corrupt communication is what the Bible said. Lacking unity, lacking harmony, lacking peace, lacking joy, lacking right way of doing things. And that's the kingdom life. So we're going over this because that we are facing demons out yonder that we have forgotten exist. We have been so sheltered in a wonderful church family. I mean, but the devil would do anything he could to destroy the church. He don't, he's not worried about people that are not living godly. He's not fighting people. I mean, they're already his. He's not worried about people that are not doing right. He just keeps feeding them a bunch of lies because feelings come through lies. How many of you ever was tempted to lie to your wife, you men? Well, where have you been today? You know, that old boy that he, he came home, he'd been, uh, his wife said, where have you been? He said, well, I went to get some fish. And uh, she said, where would you go fishing? Well, at the market. Said I, I caught three. Said I had the guy throw them to me. Well, that, that wasn't a lie. Oh, really? He knew. She knew what he was thinking. I mean, he knew what he was making her think. And that was he'd been out at the lake all day instead of partying. So he ran by the place that has fish, caught him three, went home and said, "I got the Holy Ghost." I mean, I caught fish. It's one thing to get the Holy Ghost, and it's one thing to renew it. The Bible don't say you're saved by getting the Holy Ghost. But it does say without the Holy Spirit, you can't do anything right. So the Holy Ghost, watch this now, straight out of your Bible, is the power of, of God unto salvation. Well, what is salvation? Salvation is saving you out of lying, cheating, getting mad, getting frustrated, jealousy, envy, strife, and malicious intent, and unbelief. So, what do you mad about? Well, I prayed for 14 months, and it never did happen. Oh, there's a shot for that. In your patience, you possess your soul. I will deaden that part of your life if you will repent and turn unto me with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So every spirit he would become is to keep us clean, pure, and ultimately holy. So God created man in his own image so that you could have a body like he could filter his spirits and wisdom through and tell the world there's a God that's alive everywhere. 
And so thus ye are living epistles. And, and believe it or not, the world can tell it when you're not happy. So when you read the books of the Old Testament and you read the similitudes of what happened and, and, and you see uh, Solomon's temple and you see the queen of the south come to visit the temple and, and, and I'm not going to tell you the whole message because I'm planning to preach the whole thing pretty soon but it's in my heart right now and, and, and there was one servant somebody said there's nothing greater than a servant of God and so this servant is down there got a little old toothbrush cleaning out the little corners of the dirt that filtered in and, and, uh, and the queen comes by <laughs> And looks down and sees that little servant. And she looks up and says, hi. Went over and saw the one cleaning out the cobwebs out there. Went over and saw those painting up the places that had been scarred up and scratched up. Went over and saw the cooks back in the kitchen. And she said, Solomon, the half has never been told. what are you talking about? She said, happy are these thy people. They are glad to work the work of God. They are glad to work the work of the king. They are glad to be servants in the house of the most high and the most wealthy of all. What a replica of heaven was that that day about the people of God, servants of God, that all of a sudden happy are these thy people. They are happy when they go in. They are happy when they go out. They are happy when they get to the job. They are happy when they come home. That doesn't mean you're always jumping up and down about what's happening it just means you're overcoming and happy and that's why people look at you and say what's wrong with you today there's an aura that's why Paul wrote it living epistles known and read of all men so don't ever get down on yourself because pastor has done the very thing I've preaching about I've gotten frustrated I've had days when I didn't do well I'm not trying to put you in a bad position I'm just trying to tell you when you see where you are reach up look up repent and do your first works over again and then you will And the angels say, my God, they got over it. They're through with their trial. They're through with their test. They made it. They're still shouting. They're still loving one another. They still cater to the word of God. They're still obedient to the law of the spirit. In heaven, all of a sudden, it breaks loose. God, they're serving you down there with their praise. They're serving you. Would you send another group of angels out to those people they've been praying for? Because I think they got enough victory going now. They can rescue the perishing. They can restore the the backsliders. I believe they've got enough power down there to bring that revival of the last day of the book of Joel in the second chapter. And in the last days, I will pour 
pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions and upon my servants and upon my handmaidens it's alright to get up and shout with the pastor today I'm here to tell you we've got a right above anything in our world to shout about he's our God he's our coming king he's our wisdom he is our joy he is our peace if he's not you don't need to shout but if he is you ought to get on your feet and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph I love you you're not shouting for me he's got angels watching you so what happened somebody say God blessed them and God said unto them now be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and what's that next one because I tell you tomorrow we'll try to invite you to live the low life thoughts of evil I just don't like that kind of I just don't like those kind of things. You don't have to like them to get over them. You've got to get over what you're going through. Happy are the people of God. I said happy are the people of God. I refuse to be less than happy uh, than when I see the world out there. They got a new car and they're happy for a few days until they have to send it back to the car place. But we get renewed every morning. If we had a bad night, that's why we pray in the morning. If we dream bad dreams, if we had to go to bed with things not working right, it's often legacy. That's why you pray. That's why you seek the face of God. That's why you remember the spirit of the word. And if the word is just a ornament on the shelf of your mind and you haven't really ate the bread and digested the bread and, and the word of God is the bread of life and, and if you don't digest it into your entire system you do not ex- have the right to expect the strength of the word to work in your tongue and in your hands and in your heart and in your voice and in your house a great peace have they that love the law of the Lord and nothing shall by any means offend them they're not going to get cankered up over this that and the other they are going to love one another they are going to forgive one another before they're asked they are the people of God they are the light of the world they are the people that's going to inherit the new heaven and the new earth I refuse to just preach to preach I refuse to just preach to cater to the flesh I am here to preach to your future and if you want to walk in your future I'm going to preach you of Jesus Christ that can do it I'm going to preach you a bloodline that can get it done I'm going to preach you away the truth and the life and you can do all things you can overcome every wicked thing that's ever been trying to torment you I'm telling you it's a demon casting out generation and we've got the truth that can do it it's just honoring it and you learn first by casting them out of your own life That's how you get to the place.
because you can't cast out devils without the word and the spirit. And you use it first to overcome your flesh. Then you have a testimony. And the testimony of the Lord is sure. Other foundation can no man lay. Say, well, pastor, what do we do? We're so late. Never too late for God. I said, you're never too late for God. That's a lying spirit. It will try to keep you where you've been. It's already got you in a little bit of a prison. Uh, at, least, at least got one of those ball and chains on your leg. And you're not quite so free to shout because the word says shout. And you got to get somebody to sing in the right song and preach in the right message for you going to get up and say hallelujah. But I'm telling you there ought to be a hallelujah over every truth that comes out of this place. Uh, there ought to be a thrill to know that even if I'm not lined up with it, I'm going to line up with it. I'm not going to let the word of God go laying down somewhere near my feet. I want to hide thy word in my heart, O oh Lord, that I may never sin against you, that I may never come short of the glory of holiness and righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I wish about ten men would get up and just come down the aisle, just sort of dancing a little bit. If you're older, you can't dance much, so just do a little Watusi. We're not doing it to please each other. He's watching. The angels are watching. The glory cloud is gathering. I'm here to tell you that victory belongs to the king and the kingdom. Woo! I wish you guys would stand up and give a high five to a few people around you. Don't do it to all the same. Just get around. We're going to share this with the world. We're going to practice here at the house of God. This is the area where we work out. Our own salvation with fear and trembling. Somebody say work out. You, you do understand this. Sixty of them a night. I don't go to bed till I get my leg raises. And I'm not going to bed with enmity in my heart. and I'll pray till I get rid of it I'm not going to bed and have miserable dreams all night I want the God of heaven to give me a dream when I wake up in the morning I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me when I wake up in the morning I got brothers and sisters that are hurting and I'm going to pray a prayer of faith for them I got brothers and sisters I'm going to study the word so I'll have a little knowledge because you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free I'm not going to go over there and curse them I'm going to go over there and bless them the attitude with which we share the gospel is critical to the nurturing of the seed. I know one thing. I might have to pick up the steam. God has no real competition for or to himself. Watch what the book said. He endured the contradiction of sinners. Sinners don't like light. Backsliders don't like light. They would have never walked out if they liked it. They backslide because they don't like truth. They don't like the truth. You 
find a person that walks out of redemption, they got out because they didn't love the word. Not because they didn't talk in tongues. Not because they didn't get baptized. Not because they didn't come to church a few times and put a, a part of their tithe in the offering. No, that's not what it does. It Hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. Well, I've never heard that before. Bless God, I've been around here for a long time. I just never have heard that. They never heard what Jesus did. They never heard what Jesus brought. But they did have all of it in writing. It was in the law. But, oh, did, did you ever read that where God found fault with the law? I mean, if God found a weakness in his plan... Oh, well, that's just, you know, pastor, that's just a little statement. No, it's truth. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. It's, it's that up and down. That got people in the Old Testament. Go read that stuff. Because it's all a portrait of the spiritual kingdom that was coming. It was the physical world. One day they were up. One day they were down. One day they wanted to go to the house of God. The next day they could care less about going to the house of God. No, no, no. He said the law of the spirit is forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Now we do understand that there are times that people have to work. Or they have a, a ailment going on. Or somebody that they've got. But when you just lay at home watching TV. And particularly if you're just watching a ball game. And your church is having an assembly then you're not caring about your brothers and sisters and you're not caring about what God said. Now, I don't know how to make it any plainer because some people have been pushing me lately to get this thing out here straight. And I refuse to deny them the privilege of having a pastor that will stand up against all evil. Am I making sense? I'm not here to placate the flesh. Your flesh hates this kind of preaching. Your carnal thoughts hate this kind of preaching because carnal spirits want to dominate your body because the carnal world hates the Messiah. And that's why they tried to kill him thinking if they put him in a grave that they'd put him in a bad place. He said, you just stuff me in there. But in three days and three nights, I'm coming out. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be a sixty and I'm not going to be a weakling. I'm going to jump out of that grave and I'm going to tell you I am the door to your future. I am the way to your greatness. I am the power of God unto your salvation and I want you to follow me and if you'll follow me I will make you fishers of your city. I will make you fishers in your job place. I will give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and they'll look at you and say my God happy are these thy people. 
They know in whom they have believed. They are persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto them against the day of the Lord. And so they're rejoicing before we get out of the grave. They're rejoicing before we get into heaven. We are living in heavenly places now. Now. That's a signal. Shout. Shout with a voice of triumph. Not just because pastor's asking you to. Shout because you know this is real. This is wonderful. This is glorious. I love shouting unto the Lord. Not because people like it. But they know who I shout for. When I shout more and get more excited and get more anxious about a ball game, do y'all know why we used to play, preach against our kids being ball players and go into ball games? And any of y'all still around here that used to hear that kind of preaching? Show of hands. I see some of you missed the good days. Because they worship the creation more than the creator. Honey, are you, are you losing your mind? No! That's my team! You didn't make that team. You're not even on the team. But you by spirit are joining. And here's why we were against watching TV and watching games. Fixing to show you. Emulations. Competition. And that stuff can get in the church. And that's why God revealed to me the book of Gideon. I mean the actions of Gideon. He started his church with 32,000. And there are people that when they see people leaving the church, they try to blame it on the preacher. 22,000 after he preached 22,000 left what do you think brother Jerry would the UPC I think if almost everybody left the UPC of Paris over one sermon you know what most of the people in the church would think pastors lost it but Gideon didn't quit because 22,000 left don't you know he was having a tip difficult time going back to preach again? If he had a wife, she was probably saying, don't do it. You know what happened last time you tried. Am I, am I doing straight, Brother Will Hoy? I'm telling you, I'm not in this game to get your vote. I'm in this game to win you a crown. I am not playing games with the rest of our days. I am here because Sherman Whitley, I don't care if you wear a yellow shirt or red shirt or green shirt. I'm telling you, I love you, sir. And I believe you've got a backbone that as you continue in the faith and you walk in the spirit, that, that God is going to use that little smile of yours and he's going to use that good strong will of yours. You've used it for other things. 
Use it for the right stuff. Let me preach into you the word. Let me preach into you a future. Let me preach into you a power. And you're going to find yourself being able to do leap over a troop and jump over a wall. And you're going to make the crooked places straight and the high places low and the low places high. Anybody in here got a four-wheel drive? Oh, that's all I need right here. Brother Jeff, stand up. Thank you for volunteering. Are you afraid of getting off of a beaten path? Come here so they can see that smile. This, this guy, God's, God is doing a phenomenal work through him and his old lady, I'm, I mean wife. Are you worried about getting off the highway when you got a four-wheel drive? Mountain mama take me home. You, you know I did hear one song on the radio, didn't I? You're going to put the brakes on and park your little vehicle and say, oh, my God, I thought if I, got, if I got this truck, I'd never worry again. No, no, no. You don't worry about mountains and valleys when you've got power from on high. You don't worry about mountains and valleys when you got a highway in the middle of a desert. You don't worry about mountains and valleys when you got a way that seems to be no way. You got I'm, I'm talking about Jesus. I'm telling you, he went to hell for every one of you so you didn't have to live in hell. And so many people that are going to church are living in torment and hell every day. And the joy of the Lord and the peace of God that passes understanding is far from them. I'm here to preach to you a God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you've ever asked or thought. Don't you look around and try to find the weakest person in the church to pattern yourself after. You find the strongest person in this church and then you follow that man or that lady and then you see when they run into trials, they just keep on trucking. And this is a couple of them right here. I've watched the afflictions that I preached about Wednesday night. I've watched those afflictions and I'm telling you, I see you get up again and get up again and even even the day when y'all were so sick you could hardly stand it and your family called us to come be with them in prayer I was embarrassed that I didn't call them to come be in prayer but ladies and gentlemen we got there and they barely could creep to the door and here a few weeks later they were strengthened by the, the wisdom and the prayers of people that cared It don't tell me it don't matter if we care I'm telling you people know it when we care and they started fighting and they started getting up and all of a sudden here he's been preaching lately and here he's been living in a glory cloud lately that ought to mean something to us if a man that pastored a great church gave it up for the truth not just the truth he already had a lot of truth just the rest of the story Paul Harvey worked his way into your life after all didn't he now the rest of the story I refuse, I refuse to placate flesh. You've probably already figured that out. Because here's the why. The Lord is going to hold me accountable for what I preached. He's not going to hold me accountable for what you do if I don't preach, if I, unless I don't preach. And so he said to the, to the uh, leader of the church, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. That means when you're not preaching at the church and you have to visit them at their house, be instant in season and out of season. 
Complaining is one of the worst things God hates. He can't heal complainers. He will send an emissary to tell you where the doctor is or where the answer is. But people that are weak in the faith are complainers. People that are weak in the faith, they are false accusers. You've got to walk with somebody till you know who they are. And that's why the Bible said, know them that labor among you. Do they forgive? Do they love? Do they preach the truth? Do they live the truth? That's what you go by. Not whether you like the way they run the church. You go by the truth. And the truth will make you free. You are supposed to judge those that rule among you. But not because of your feelings. Not because of the way you think it ought to be. That's the pride of life. Well, this is what I think. No, no, no. Get the word out. Get the book out. And that will help you. And it will help the spiritual economy of the local church. And once the spirit of the local church rises to a zenith, a light that's set on a hill that cannot be hid, I wish somebody would clap your hands to God for getting it all in the book. Not because I'm a great preacher. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. I'll tell you why not many wise men. They've learned how to make a lot of money. They've learned how to become celebrities in life. They, they, they don't want the way of the, the uh, humility. They want to be exalted, and guess what? They get it. You get a guy walking here with some money. Boy, I hope he hurts. Remember when they walk in that door back there and they own a half of the bank? I'm Can we make the standard a little lower? Maybe you don't have to get baptized in Jesus' name. That's the standard. Maybe you don't have to talk in tongues. Maybe you don't have to issue evil. Uh, I mean, man, he looks like he would really build us a new building. Uh, would, would several of you uh, board members uh, sort of cater to him next week, get him some meals? That's what we're tempted to do. Don't you ever give in to that temptation. Don't you ever give in that temptation. God's going to have some people that's wealthy. God's going to have some people. But the rich man in hell showed us what riches do. They camouflage you from a future of a person that gave up himself and put himself on the altar and started serving a Messiah that didn't look like he was worth a hoot because they put him in a grave. And but they forget that he got out of the grave. That's the bad part. He came out of that grave just like he said. So that way you know the truth and the truth shall make you free from the law of sin and death. Somebody say death. The law of death is right. You're going to die. But those who die in the faith, those who die in the truth, those who die loving their neighbor, those who die loving the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, I'm telling you, no grave's going to hold them down. And that's why you got a preacher today that's scaling our hide because we are catering 
surrendering way too much to the flesh and the desires of the flesh and we've got to escalate into the glory of sacrificial praise we don't praise because we feel like it we praise because he loves it I praise the name of the Lord in a dance I don't wait for a feeling he loves it I'm going to give it to him and then he can respond God hath chosen what? Brother Jerry, if you got one of those whoops. Oh boy, have I ever lived a long time after that. I'm telling you, he's got it ready almost any day the devil tries to get in his house. Do you know how to do it, son? train up a child in the way he should go and when he gets old he'll still know the truth I wish somebody praise the name of the Lord I'm telling you he's worthy of all our praise he is glorious in all of his ways it is foolishness to them that don't believe to talk in tongues to have an extreme level of relationship with God till it changes the way you dress, talk, and walk. But we've tried to dress up five-year-olds in a 40-year-old garment. Some of our 40-year-olds need to renew their self. It's not how you dress that'll do it. I told you Brother Ron Mullen's book because that's the way he said He said you can't dress yourself into holiness, but you can dress yourself out of it because the way you dress and live is comes out of the heart and the preachers have made a mistake in trying to do it in a quick way and we give them lessons on how to get it done and inside they are ravenous wolves. They can't wait to criticize. They can't wait to have jealousy or strife. They'll talk about... The neighbor they'll talk about anything but not the consecrated ones with the Messiah he came to forgive he came to love he came to share he came to to direct the path I'm here to tell you the Holy Ghost is a whole lot more than talking in tongues and baptism in the name of Jesus it's not just a Pentecostal thing it is a God thing God so loved the world God gave us Jesus. I think it's on here. The base things of the world. Things which are despised hath God chosen. No flesh. Somebody say no flesh. I don't care if it dresses right and it don't dress right. No flesh shall glory in the presence of God. Why? In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. But I bring my flesh, Paul said, under subjection. And flesh, you are not going to control my prayer. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost maketh intercession with the Father with with wisdom and knowledge and peace and righteousness. All of the fruit of the Spirit are in the Holy Ghost. That's why you don't want to try to negotiate life without the Holy Ghost. The fruit of the Spirit. Somebody say the fruit of the Spirit. 
Somebody say the fruit of the Spirit. How many of you, if you planted an apple tree and there was no apples, would you think you had a good tree? Would you, would, would you plant a cherry tree and expect it to come up with some cherries? That's exactly right. So you prune that tree. And that's the pastor's job. Prune evil thoughts. Prune wayward life. Bring into discipline. And if you don't have something to discipline, you don't try to discipline it till you get something growing. And then you bring discipline to it. If the tree is being pushed over by storms, you tie a rope to it. If a tree is being uprooted by storms, you take care of it. And that's the job of the ministry. It's when the storms of life are coming and they're blowing against your people. You come with the Word of God and you press the wind of the Spirit. You press the wind of the Word. And you press until you lean them back up so they're not leaning to the world and leaning to the things of this flesh they are leaning on the everlasting word and when you lean on the word other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid Jesus Christ himself study the word that is Jesus study Jesus don't study a part of him and say I want the hand or I want the ear that belongs to the body How many of you have ever had a body part hurting? And guess where it sends it? To the Lord. Casting all your cares on Him. When you're in misery, don't go to backbiting. Don't go to trouble stirring up. When you're misery, get it to the head. Because as the head is, that's the authority of life. Hide the word in your heart. If you want instant, instant healings and deliverance, hide the word in your heart that you might not sin against God. In that setting, I teach the word sin is violation. That you may never violate the will of God. Because you see, if you're not careful, somebody comes up and slaps you. You'll go home and tell your wife, I'm not, never going to that church again. I'm telling you, I, will, I, I, know, I, I know that scripture said turn your cheek, but I ain't a turning it for him. <laughs> Brother Dickie, is that tr- scripture all true or is just part of it? Is it the way you want to do it or the way he wants you to do it? That's what I'm talking about. Not my will but thine be done ought to every morning be the prayer of everybody that wants to overcome the wicked one. But of course, you know, we don't have time to pray. We prayed last month. And we sure don't have time to tarry till the Holy Ghost starts praying for us because, I, I mean, after all, I talked in tongues 25 years ago. No, praying in the Holy Ghost is not, you just get born. You don't trust your little six-month-old baby to take care of itself. The Bible uses the term 30 years. That's where maturity really has its greatest worth. 30 years old. That is a major thing. Till they've been in the church 30 years, they ought not to have a voice. I was expecting that. 
That's not really the way it is. That's the way some preachers think. No. You have a voice when you're six months old. But you cry out for help. You have a voice when you're two years old. You start wetting your diaper whether people like it or not. Hello? I know it's real. I'm telling you how it is. We've got to learn to put up with some stuff going on. There's some people that have fallen from faith. They have fallen from grace. They are crippled. They don't know how to help. And they don't know how to get the help. But that's what the mature church does. The mature don't start talking about them. The mature start reaching out to them and say, Look, could you come over to supper today? Could you, would you mind if I brought you a bowl of biscuits? With fresh apricot preserves. Oh. Our world's in trouble. As you see the day approaching, he said, get together more. Not less. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. That truth is just as equitable as Acts 2.38. It don't have the depth at that time that it uh, has. But that word is no less the word of God than Acts 2.38. It is no less the word of God than in the, wor- in the word. The word, the, world was, uh, in, uh, the word was in the world, but the world didn't see him. So, ladies and gentlemen, this stuff is huge. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in what? Man, we shout if we get a check. And if we get a little revelation from the Word, we have to think over it for about a week or month or a year or two and decide if we want to obey it. Am I preaching hard or what? Your eternity is going to be a whole lot longer than this lesson is. Now, I'm going to wrap it up as quick as I can. God knew that there was a graveyard and He knew getting there wasn't big easy task does that look sort of formidable to some of our kids and to some of our new people they I never live like that I'd never be able to do that I'd never be able to have joy on, uh, and all of that stuff I'm telling you when I tell you God gave me this whole message right here I was chilling out I couldn't even hardly write couldn't even hardly study there was such an anointing He got in the ship for us. He didn't get in a ship that was like what we like. He got in a raging storm. He was tempted in all points such as we. And yet he never gave up. He was in charge because in him was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There was nothing lacking in him. He was the prince of peace. He remembered that he had a paradise. He wasn't worried about the storm. He knew. And to prove his love, he gave you a picture of it in the book. He can walk on trouble. He hath put all things under his feet. You're never going to do wrong obeying the Lord. You're never going to do wrong walking with Jesus. You're never going to do wrong having his Holy Ghost unless you give in to the flesh. The flesh... We know 
started sinking. Well, I'll tell you what he did to the people that were in the storm. He said, I have prayed for you that your faith not fail. I have prayed for you that you would be strong in the day of trouble. That you wouldn't give in to gossiping and cheating and lying and and giving up your joy and peace and righteousness. I have prayed for you that 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 would never happen. I have prayed for you that the glory of victory would always be on your side. You could leap over a troop and jump over a wall. There would be nothing that could separate you from the love of God in in Christ Jesus. And I will send you a laborer. I will send you a ministry that it will at least preach it to you. said, I will show you an open grave. I will show you that I was in the storm. I will show you that I went through hell in order to maintain the integrity of heaven. He walked through every trial you'll ever go through. He will. He faced every temptation you will ever tempt, be tempted of. I know that feels formidable. I mean, I, I, Pastor, I tell you, I never dreamed we'd go through the, uh, all of this COVID thing. I never dreamed we'd go through all these afflictions you talked about Wednesday night and tried to help the people with. I never dreamed we'd be afflicted like this. He said, no, 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 no. Didn't I tell you? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them. I, Hallelujah. You can keep shouting in prison, Paul. You can keep working the work of God, Peter. You can keep on keeping on because I am the Lord. And Brother Sterling, I change not. I am the Lord, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He has become all things to all men. That by all means, we can... Save some. Is there anybody that will agree that this world is set ablaze of hell? Is there anybody that can agree and say, Pastor, I am going to start praying more for our city. I'm going to start praying more for our people. People that don't have the strength to even get to the house of God. I'm not going to complain because they're not here anymore. I'm not going to be uh, calling somebody and say, I wonder what happened to so and so. I am going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray until I hear from heaven and then if I get a word for them, I'm going to them and I'm going to tell them you are loved and you if you have a problem I'm telling you God's going to heal you that's the kind of faith that's going to get us out of this world and get us out of the grave it's not about a faith that one time you got the Holy Ghost and you talked in tongues and you quit smoking and quit getting to be a drunk that's not the end of the story go read the lust of the flesh the works of the flesh and you'll see when flesh is taken over But I want you to look again at these pictures. Did you know that it was not a oneness apostolic that created those pictures? Do you have any idea that the people of this world are smarter in their day than the children of light? That's straight out of the book. That's not my thinking. The children of this generation are wiser in their day than the children of light. And right now, you got in your pocket a phone. And I have tried to tell you 
about demons and angels because God has arrested that setting because if you're not careful your flesh will suck in a voice that sounds so wise and knowledgeable but if it's not of God it's a damnable spirit and it's going to condemn your joy say pastor you really upset I'm not upset at you I am upset at what we're letting happen in our shift I'm telling you, it's no thing for God. He gave his life without sin unto salvation. And he, watch what the book said. He became sin that we through him might become the righteousness of God. Now, see, we listen to all of that. But we don't listen when it says the children of this generation are wiser in their day than the children of light. Well, that don't make sense. Your dress is a testimony of what's going on inside. And anytime they have to force you to dress that way, it doesn't necessarily mean you've got peace that passes understanding and joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I'm telling you, you'll desire, you'll desire to identify with your flesh. When that spirit starts taking over your whole anatomy, you will not want to act like a man if you're a woman. And you will not want to act like a woman if you're a man. You will turn aside from every evil way. You will walk uprightly and you will live with a tongue that is not damnable or critical or all of the above. And the world gave us every one of those pictures. That validates the fact that the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word is eternal in the heavens. I'm telling you, when the world can paint pictures like that and show us an empty tomb like that and show us a man walking on the water like that, we know that's not real. But we know it was real. We know in whom we have believed. And we are dancing because we know Him. We're not dancing because of a feeling. We're not dancing because of this or that. We're dancing because He asked us to. And faith follows His askings. So when we have to be pumped and primed to come to the house of God, that's why we go pray before we get in here to worship. Because we go in there to renew our mind and we wash out all the stuff of the day. And then we're ready to pray people through in the Holy Ghost during church or in the altar. This is about a third of the lesson, but I want at least this. Musicians are here. Go ahead and start playing. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. Somebody say finisher. What he started, he said, I will completely perform it. As long as you'll go to the potter's house. That's right. That potter's house is not in there just to be in there. No, these are types and shadows of things to come, Brother Jeff. All those people that are looking towards you. Let me tell you, the devil would do anything he could to shatter that image that you have built in that prison. That the enemy would do anything. I know because I'm a preacher. He would do anything to get me destroyed and get mad at people because that they are so long in obeying the Word of God. 
or they misbehave outside the parameters of righteousness. They, I'm, not, I'm not catering to that rushed, quick, it generation. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. There's no man that can transform the life. I can preach to you about a life, but I can't transform you. I cannot make you over again. I cannot reach into your soul except with the Word and with the Spirit. And if I come in the Spirit and truth, I have the possibility of creating maybe 12. That's what Jesus started out with. Gideon wound up with 300 out of 32,000. There's not a Pentecostal anywhere that would say that must be a great preacher. He had a church of 32,000. You know something bad must be wrong when he's lost them all. Does that resonate with anybody? Jesus had 12. He was perfect in all of his ways. And he chose one that was lying and cussing just a few weeks before he preached the day of Pentecost. Don't you give up on anybody that's been called. We're not giving up. This preacher's not giving up. I'm going to have an outstretched arm to those that are sinking. And I hope to God the body of Christ. Paul paid. Paul paid. He lived in jail most of the time. The wages of sin is death. But he learned how to handle death. He was a sinner. He killed Christians. And he wound up in jail for it. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. I guess God forgot where I lived. I have a right to be aggravated. I'm not worshiping a God. It's hard to worship when you're in jail. It's hard to worship when you're paying for those days you said things you shouldn't have said. Acted in a way you shouldn't have acted. Instead of going to somebody, you went to get you a group of people to talk about them. Gossip is still exactly what it was. It's a prison. I'm not preaching against it to make you feel bad. I'm preaching against it because it's what's going to confine you. It's going to hold you hostage to what you're saying with your tongue. Out of the heart proceedeth evil imaginations. Anytime you get an imagination against Brother Sherman, you better get rid of it quick. God's saving this man. Anytime you say with your tongue, you just corrected the course of your life and you're headed in a wrong direction. What you want to confess, he's Lord. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. His spirit is the only spirit I want in my life. And I'll tell you the way of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And all of a sudden, you can leap over a troop, jump over a wall, and have peace that passes understanding, even if you're locked up in jail paying for your past. I'm preaching today because he's coming quick. Could we stand? Sing whenever. This altar's open. 
for anybody that wants to pray for the lost. It's time for us to forget a clock when it comes to eternity. We ought to come to church made up our minds. I want to pray. I want to touch base with what's been going on. Way too easy to get out of here and get busy and not let the Word of God sink in. If you have to find a place at your altar, an altar at your bench, I encourage you to discipline your flesh and say, look, pastor's asking us to pray a few minutes about our city, about the Word. Hear the cry of Lamar County. Hear the cry of every mother, of every dad, of every owner of every business. They're crying all over the city. They're lamenting. School system. for the service tonight. It's going to be a revival service tonight. You can't go to church services too much. and sisters it's high time for us to let each other know you're my brother, you're my sister shake their hand give them a chance to shake yours there's strength in unity I know we've all got plans but we've got patience to let our brother, sister across the building know I like you I love you. I care. 
I'm there. Overcomer, I'm an overcomer by the blood of the 